Evan, you want to do a podcast? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Listener, he's coughing. We've been talking for 20 minutes, and he just started coughing during the opening sequence. And he's still going. Hey, Matt. Fantastic time. (laughs) What a fantastic time to have a coughing fit (laughs) and to try to breathe your Red Bull. (sighs) Red Bull, did you see that picture of Dana Dana Holgerson today? Sitting on a Red Bull fan? Did he get an NIL deal? What's up with that? (laughs) Do they pay coaches well at West Virginia? Or is it like a – wait, isn't the West Virginia head football coach like the highest paid public employee in the state of West Virginia? Well, I hate to tell you, but Dana Holgerson's coaching for Houston. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in his previous life, um, do you think that he was the highest paid public employee in West Virginia? Oh, it has to be. Holgerson. uh, Salary. Uh, 4.2. Oh, that's Houston. That was with Houston. Contract at West Virginia. Oh, guaranteed pay 3.5 million. Total contract pay was eighteen point six million. Oh yeah, he probably was top ten, top ten most wealthy West Virginians. Gotta be. Gotta, Gotta be. be. I don't know. There's probably a racist in there that got really rich. Dana Holgerson. Just kidding, Dana. If you're listening, I don't know what you think about race, but I have some guesses. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe not completely accurate, but close, close enough, I'd say. Evan, um, kind of a light week, or at least it was until about an hour or two, three ago. Big news today. Uh, big news for the basketball program. We will start there. Then, how about we talk a little bit in, of uh, NBA draft? Because that's coming okay. up this week. Uh, likely tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, the NBA draft. And then uh, who knows where we will go from there? How about that? So, I got some good discussion topics. I think so. I think so. Jacoby Walker, the number 17 player in the 2023 class, 6'5", 185. We'll come back to that here in a second. Has committed uh, two years to the day, to the minute of when Scott Drew and his staff offered him uh, out of um, Texas. He is out of, oh, gosh. (sighs) Come on. I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> Are you embarrassed that you don't know? I'm embarrassed because I just, <laughs> I'm just looking at it. I don't know. Two seconds ago. God dog it. Um, while you're looking it up, you want to know something that I noticed about his announcement? Hmm. If you look at the graphic, um, there's a picture of a national title. And the national title in that graphic is from the year 2019, a year that we did not win the national championship. Also, I'm a big fat idiot. Let's try this again. Jacoby Walter. What did you say? Walker, which is another basketball player that has not committed to Baylor. Yes. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> hey, producer, leave this in. Yeah, producer, leave this in. Oh, boy. Jacoby Walter. He uh, has committed to Baylor. He went to McKinney High School, or he is going to McKinney High School. Class of 2023, 6'5", 185. And I just have to stop there for a second. Can you imagine? Maybe you can, which fucking sucks to talk to you about. Can you imagine <laughs> being 6'5", 185? 
I can't even fathom. I would love that. There would be no limitations on what I could do on this world if I was 6'5", 185. If people think I'm insufferable now, <laughs> what would I be like at 6'5"? Wait until I can windmill dunk. Wait until I can touch the rim again. How about that? Jacoby, I would love that. Dude is a hooper. Um, a, really a score first. They have him listed as a small forward. He is very clearly to me a guard just a big guard, but he is a scorer and he joins the international player Miro little who I have heard through the grapevine is the best passer that Baylor has ever seen. Good Lord. Uh, in that um, 23 class. So riches abound. Matt, um, I don't know if this is a thing in college basketball as much, but are you familiar with like the train of thought in college football where it's like the, blue, the, like the blue chip ratio where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but only Elliot, teams, yeah, came up yeah with only teams with a certain percentage of four or five player star players like win titles historically. Yeah. Um, does that thought apply to basketball too? Because we have to be approaching that line, right? Like, we're gonna have almost half of our team being five star players in the next two years. I really don't think it does, um, because of the way the tournament is set up, right? Where you can have one bad game and be upset by a team that is not as good as you, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that plays more of a factor. Well, it obviously plays more of a factor in basketball than it does in football. Because in football, right, over the course of one game, the physicality will just take its toll, right? Yeah. I, I think there's no three-point shooting in, in football. Uh, so skill... That's not true, Matt. Yeah, It might not be true. We'll, we'll check <laughs> Um, but they have that offense can be generated by skill and not physical, uh, traits way Mm -hmm. easier in basketball than it is, than it can be in football. Um, yeah. So I I don't think it's entirely true now. Granted, if you have better players, you are going to have a better chance at it. But I mean, you go look at Kentucky, they had a couple years there, right? A couple championships, but they don't win every year. Duke doesn't win every year. Right. Yeah. Um, but then you have programs like Wisconsin, right? Always good, right? You have Always feeding them corn. Exactly. Like steady diet of corn. You have programs that recruit um, good or above average talent, but not blue chip talent, and they're always in the in the in the race. So not not quite so much. Okay. Much. Well, I'm very excited. I I keep getting excited for basketball next season. And then I get more excited because I remember we're going to have like two contributors from that national championship team still here, still hanging out. Florence, Florence, the Torrance Thamba. And uh, do you think Jonathan Chamochacho will ever play competitive basketball again? His knee looked gnarly. We'll come back to Florence, the Torrance. Florence and the machine Thamba. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to call him the machine now. That's his new name, folks. <laughs> if you were really sad in 2010, that joke landed really hard. I wish, <laughs> I wish that wasn't good, but it's kind of good. Um, competitive basketball depends on what you mean. I think he plays for Baylor again. I don't know in what capacity, but I think he plays for Baylor again. I just, you know, I'm no knee knee injury expert. I it just I get more sad the longer I think about that knee injury because that that's a hard one to get back to 100% from especially with the way he plays look basketball. Livingston, look at Paul George. Jonathan Chamachacho is a physical freak and he is a hard worker. I I and I think he really, Oh yeah, I'm not worried about him. I think he really wants to play again and I think 
I think he will be fine. It sucks, and he won't be the same immediately. But you go look at Clay Thompson, what he just did, right? He tore his Achilles. Like ass. Modern medicine, he's he was pretty good. He was pretty good, dude. They they won a championship. Um, modern medicine is is amazing. It, so I I think he'll be fine. I, I hope so, man. I want to see him. I want to see someone give him so much money someday. He might be the first player that when I don't know if he'll be drafted, but when he gets some NBA minutes, I feel like I might get misty eyed for him. He might be the first one. Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'll be great. And now I know why I felt like a big idiot um, because I couldn't find the name of the high school for Jacoby Walter because he's transferring from McKinney to somewhere called Link Academy. Is that um, like an IMG thing? It feels like it. I, I've never heard of Link Academy, but who knows? Nobody hears of anything in Missouri. So <laughs> go there, get some buckets. And uh, yeah. Is Missouri there. the worst state? Oh, got to be. It's up. Got to be, right? It's up. There. I have a friend. I mean, his name's Paul. Like, he doesn't listen to this, but he he's from uh, Jefferson City, Missouri, and he like he bangs hard for Jeff City. Um, but I don't. He's the only person I know that like rocks for Missouri that way. It's either Missouri. Or, I mean, you can't even say it's one of the Dakotas because they're very pretty, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff there. That's true. Arkansas. Which, we'll be there. We're gonna be there. Later this year, you and me. That's true. We're going to be in some, we're are, gonna we, be are, we are we going to? I, I'm not even. I will definitely be there. Um, we find the, the website for tickets and stuff. We will yeah, see. I'll we'll be there without Vegas a doubt. Doesn't I, happen. I can hook you up. I have a plug. We can go. We can have okay. seats together. Let's figure it um, out. Let's figure it out. I met someone a few years ago. I'm still friends with her. Her name's Kelsey. She told me that Missouri has the oldest homecoming in America. And I told her, you're off by one. Yeah. I told her, you're off by okay. one, lady. Don't get hold on. New sound effect, Kelsey. Uh, there we go, Kelsey. That's what we think. think. Kelsey, (laughs) she's friends with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's gonna be so annoyed when she hears this. (laughs) You can't make fun of my friends on your podcast. That's what she's gonna say. All right, we'll we'll play nicer one, Kelsey. This is this is what we think of your opinion. (laughs) That's better. Okay. All right. On to actual uh, cool stuff that's happening this week. The Baylor players uh, that will be prominent in the NBA draft uh, coming up on Thursday. Jeremy Sohan, Kendall Brown. uh, I believe both were invited to the green room. I could be wrong about that. I know Jeremy Sohan was. I think you're right. I think they both were. Um, Baylor might have a lottery pick this year, which was crazy. um, Not Our first since... First in story in France? Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Was it? Um, I, I am so happy that the nation has come around to see how good Jeremy Sohan is and could be. Because yeah. I think he is now, obviously, we're biased, right? We've watched him play. I think he has so much to unlock in terms mm-hmm. of his offensive game. I really think he will be. Such a pleasant surprise for whoever drafts him. Um, yeah. Something I didn't anticipate for him. One, playing himself into a lottery pick. Two, sure. he became the guy that other teams hated us. He hated they hated him. Other teams were like, oh that, talk about that for a second. Why? And that's good. I think that's a I think that's an asset. He's he cares less about his body than he does about yours when he plays basketball. And that's a valuable trait. I don't want I don't want to say it like Pat Bev esque, but it's like a 
but he's like never that blatant with it right all the stuff that he would do to get under the skin of like a brady manic or i forget who he got under the skin of in west virginia but uh, very subtle like he's just a big physical guy and maybe it's because he looks kind of goofy people don't like that i don't know i i love him we briefly talked about this like maybe a month ago, but there's like something to be said about people who have like cut their teeth playing international ball. Like that is, that's not, that's not a made up narrative. Really? Right? That's They're a playing really against good point. Like Grown divorced as men as teenagers. <laughs> that, that really, that really shapes a man, you know? Uh, you're exactly right. Just guys who wake up and have to decide whether or not to shave. Or, or, they like, have cigarettes with breakfast, you know, exactly, those kind yeah. of guys. Exactly. I, you know, there was a really good piece put up today by Brandon McKinnon on our our daily bears, um, kind of a, a NBA draft cheat sheet. Brandon and I disagree on like a player comp for Jeremy, Jeremy Sohan. Uh, Brandon compares him to Draymond Green, and I, I don't see that. I don't know if it's wrong, but it's lazy. It, I think it's lazy. <laughs> it is. <ass. laughs> Get I do want to say Brandon was the first person on the face of the planet that called Jimmy Sohan blowing up the way he has. So I feel like that's true because of that. I'm going to, I'm going to give Brandon the benefit of the doubt here and say that maybe he's not totally wrong, but I feel like there's some recency bias getting folded into it. He also gives some better names that I do agree with. Um, uh, Shane Battier. Um, and, okay. and Sohan's going to have to shoot better to be Shane Battier and probably defend better to be Shane Battier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholas Batum, which I tend to agree with. Yep. Younger Nick Batum. That's that's good. Um, and then he says, if we are reaching for Sohan's absolute ceiling, I think he could grow into a player like Aaron Gordon, which I think okay. he could be impactful like Aaron Gordon, but not in the same way. I don't know that he's ever going to be quite as bouncy as Aaron. I was going to ask outside of uh, I'm only asking because I don't know at all, but outside of like dunk contests, what is Aaron Gordon? Um, what What's his like value added on the basketball team? What does he do that makes him so valuable? Um, he's, he's big and mobile. Like think, think about a, a Quincy AC that is, is bigger and bigger than Quincy AC and grew up a little bit later so that he, he knows shooting is important. Right. Okay. Like, Quincy just was in, like the a period of time where he didn't feel he needed to shoot like in high school and Aaron Gordon did to a slightly more degree. Not by much though. I, anyway. Didn't Aaron Gordon have some really whack cornrows for a few years? He has them now. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, yuck. Aaron, figure it out. You're too rich for that. That's it's not. Good. <laughs> it looks bad, Bubba. <laughs> Moving on to uh, the other player that could potentially be a lottery pick, although I, I think that has cooled off a bit. Kendall Brown. Uh, we know him as the human trampoline. Um, I don't know. I'm testing stretch. that name out. Stretch. Stretch is good. I like stretch. He's got the high socks. Uh, Kendall Brown was a significantly better three point shooter than I even remembered. He shot 39% from three, which is remarkable. Dang. He didn't shoot enough, I thought. Um, so you, you take the elite athleticism, the shooting, he's, he's a pretty decent ball handler, right? He is fantastic in transition. I think the potential for Kendall Brown is higher than Sohan, but I also think the floor is lower because if you went back and watched our time, there was just a little like hesitancy to be 
loud even like literally loud there was a scene where yep. they were yelling at kendall brown in practice to yell just practice yelling here <laughs> that's that's humiliating though and he you can't, can't perform it. under that pressure he i feel like it. correct me if i'm wrong here but i feel like kendall brown is like a that boy nice whereas yeah. jeremy sohan is like a, he got that dog in him uh yeah and i feel like there's a lot of value in having that dog <laughs> yeah, in you these exactly days <laughs> You're exactly right. I think that's perfectly, perfectly said. Uh, let's let's talk about some pl player comps that Brandon had for uh, Kendall Brown. Um, he says he thinks Brown's ceiling is prime Gerald Green, and I agree with that. The best in-game dunker there ever was? Yeah. Gerald Green? Yeah. All right. Story Come time. On. Story time. Did Gerald he bang on you? No, he didn't. Oh. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, so Gerald Green's uh, personal trainer, and I think potentially at one point AAU coach, mm -hmm. was my high school coach. Now, <laughs> think about that for a second. Here I am, uh, in you know, one of many not super athletic kids at this small private high school in Houston, Texas. And uh, Gerald Green is this guy's experience in terms of player that he's coached before. So the tallest player on our team was 6'4", and kind of a heavy-footed 6'4". Mm. And a, a large part of our Real offense... Real soccer goalie energy. Yeah. <laughs> a large part of our offense was trying to throw backdoor lobs to this guy who couldn't really dunk. His <laughs> knees are just in hell all He was wearing the heaviest T-Max you could possibly find, too. So <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen. Our team was so bad, just because <laughs> worse than our skill in indicated mm -hmm. it should have been. Anyway, so uh, shout out Gerald Green. Shout out, um, I've already forgotten his name. Coach. Coach, fuck him anyway. I don't know. Whatever. Also, <laughs> is that German? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, do you remember there was a year when at Midway High School, you could see Levi Norwood and Orion Stewart and Kramer Robertson play basketball on the court at the same time. Yep. We weren't good, but we were breaking rims. It was great. I think Very we made like the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Story time. I went to an open gym with those guys. I will not be uh, expounding on on that open gym. Experience. Oh. Um, yeah. All right. Um, the third player who I don't know will get drafted on Thursday night, but I do believe if he's not drafted, he will be one of the first undrafted free agents to be given a spot on a on a uh, uh, mini camp deal. Yeah, James Akinjo. So obviously the the weird college path, right? Uh, yeah, Georgetown to Arizona to Baylor. Um, Akinjo both impressed and frustrated. I think so many fans. Yeah, this season, uh, so many Baylor fans. That is right. He's not a big guy. He's six one. Um, he's one of a couple different six foot, six foot one point guards in the draft. I uh, it really, I I think it all depends on landing spot with James. Is is yeah. he going to go to a team that will coach him hard, and will he be receptive to that coaching? And will there be a spot for him? Right, because if you want to find a player that can be frustrating, you can go find a six, three point guard that can be frustrating for you yeah, and, and have a higher floor. Potentially James is extremely skilled. Uh, he has the tools to be an NBA player. Um, Brandon says he sees him as a Shane Larkin or Trey Burke type of player. I, I'd say more of a Trey Burke than, than a Shane Larkin, Shane Larkin. 
I'm reminded of, or I remember him being a little bit more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you remember when James Akinjo was looking for other players and he was being decisive and making very early passes? He was the best player on the floor and it wasn't close. The Villanova game, the second half of it in particular. Yeah, I, he is. He has so much potential. I want to see him on an NBA roster um, because I, I think he is an NBA player. It's just a matter of how things shake out there. Any thoughts um, on the NBA draft? What have you heard about the NBA draft? That is <laughs> oh, I've heard a lot of things. No, um, I've seen I, – I have one James Akinjo thought, and then I'll give you my very brief draft thoughts. I'm going to say something about James Akinjo, and I want you to tell me if you think it could be true or not. Okay. Do you think that he was told when he transferred here that we needed like a ball-dominant point guard to drive the offense all year? I think he may have been correctly told that, and I think the truth yeah. of the – I, I think – his lived experience may not have been that. And I think that may be a point of frustration because I feel like at the end of last season, we were, uh, in the the point guard wilderness. And I don't know if we actually lived there all year. I think we had, no, I I think you're exactly right. That it would not, it would not surprise me at all if that was the case. And I wouldn't blame him for coming in with that expectation, even if it wasn't explicitly said to him, because you Mm -hmm. look at the roster, there, there weren't too many creators on the team. Um, and there's a precedent of like transfer senior point guards needing to be like Super Bowl having like Kenny Cherry dribbled the fuck out of some basketballs in his day. That boy, uh, that boy took some last minute or last second shot clock <laughs> shots for sure. And he only ever made one of them, and now we remember him because of it. So that's why you always get shots up, folks. That's why you always got to make one. <laughs> yep, that's very true. Good deal. NBA draft Thursday night. Very excited to see. Where our bears go, Evan. On I do have a question. Note. Yes, I was going to say, do you think our uh, our beloved Houston Rockets land any Baylor players this this off season? <laughs> our Rockets. I am so excited that you said that, <laughs> Evan. For the people that don't know, you have been um, you have elected yourself as an honorary uh, Houston Rockets fan for at least yeah, this season, right. I um I did the same thing with baseball and I just I have decided that I like the sport enough to where it's like I want to have a team that I'm rooting for and not just thinking the game is fun to watch. Um so I tried a few baseball teams, nothing really stuck until I tried the Mets and now I love them. So I'm kind of doing that with basketball. Um I tried out the Kings for the last two years and I just like Davion Mitchell being on them was really cool, but like West Coast Stars, I like never watched them play and they were bad. Um so I'm kind of just bouncing around the NBA wilderness until i land somewhere um unfortunately i think i might like genuinely like the mavs also and apparently that's like um i don't know if taboo is the word but it's it's not common i have don't tell anybody but okay i have a similar problem i really enjoy just about every player on the mavericks Mm -hmm. with the exception of very few but this this goes all the way back to like 2006 Mm -hmm. like like, you didn't like JJ Barea? You were jealous of him? Oh God, dude! Do not get me started on JJ Barea. I <laughs> love JJ Barea. <laughs> he took a monster shot from Andrew Bynum, stood up and said, "Yeah, that's it." Um, I love JJ Barea, so don't get me started. <laughs> like, I, I, I have a soft spot for all of the Dallas Maverick players. Okay. I do not like them from a sports rivalry standpoint, of course. But Houston Rockets, I, I thought I would just give you a very quick primer. 
as to uh, kind of the, the 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 history that we're working with here, right? So, of course, you have the championships in the '90s, right? Back to back, and and you can exactly. live on that apparently for thirty years. <laughs> apparently, I wish you guys still had the uh, logo from back then. That one was very cool. Oh, the so good, so good. And then you know you go into the um the the early 2000 years and then into the Jeff Van Gundy years with Yao Ming and Steve Francis and Katino Mobley and, and Tracy McGrady, right? How yeah. did y'all not win a championship with I mean I feel like a McGrady mean combo would have been brazy. So in 2008 2009, right? That was the year. That okay. was the year Yao Ming gets injured. I think T-Mac gets injured but still played in the playoffs. Um, that was the year that that okay. team was good enough to win a championship, right? Young Luis Scola, Vaughn with Wafer. the long hair. Back when Luis Scola was ugly, he he got hot eventually, but he, he was, was really ugly. hot. Dude. I, he was I, he was an uggo. He was an uggo. Kind of hot now as an old man. I I yeah. hope age like Luis Scola, Aaron Brooks, mm-hmm. Shane Battier, Ray for Alston. Like there's a lot of these. Guys. Yeah. Did Aaron Brooks play basketball at Oregon? He did. He did. <laughs> Look at me. I Look know stuff. Um, Joey Dorsey was on that team. I played basketball with Joey Dorsey at the at the Pearland Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and uh, turns out <laughs> he's a good a run there. Basketball player. <laughs> he's a professional basketball player and very large. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there there have been uh, many many years where the Rockets have gotten close. None. None closer than 2017, 2018. Oh, that's the hamstring season. Uh, the hamstring season and the 27 threes in a row season. That's uh, nasty. It, it was it was painful. Um, that team won 65 games that year. Um, so it, everything since 95 okay. has been rooted in, well, maybe. And then <laughs> being crushed. Okay. Uh, I have a few questions right. for you. Yeah. Okay. First, um, what does Houston think of James Harden? What's what's the uh do we wish him well? Do we is it kind of like a one one of those things? Well um he uh he didn't pay the rent on his restaurant that he had downtown. Uh, downtown, but uh, like on Westheimer. <laughs> and uh they they foreclosed on it. So um, I feel like that's a thing when star athletes leave cities, though. I feel like that's not the only time that's ever happened. Yep. Um, I I can't stand him anymore. I don't know okay. how I was so blinded by his antics uh, and just lack of caring about defense and shit. I, I can't stand the man. I'm so glad it's falling apart in Philly and in, in New Jersey and like or New York, Brooklyn, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm so glad it's been rough for him because last season – he he could have easily like shown up to work and tried hard, even though he requested a trade. But no, he was just a, a malcontent. Just uh, good riddance. Can't wait for uh, that to fall apart again in Philly. Nice. Um, I think it's there for most, not all. Okay. Some some are still. I mean, there. that sounds fair. Uh, Follow up. This isn't really super on topic, but do you agree with me that um, Andre Iguodala looks like Shane Battier if he took the Super Soldier Serum? I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look at them side by side. I can't immediately okay. say yes or no on that. It's funny because that's all I've been able to think about since you said his name like six <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, I figured. 
I think. <laughs> um, so then you, you you go into the the tankathon rockets, right? The the rockets mm-hmm. win seventeen games in 2020, 2021, and they win uh, twenty games last season, giving the rockets the third pick in the draft this year. And all we're hoping for is that we don't take Chet Holmgren, the very <laughs> tall skinny boy. I don't know. I kind of want him now that now that I have a rooting no. interest. No, he is not an NBA player. I don't think he's that great of a college player. He just he just played teams that are the most ill-equipped to guard somebody of his physical profile. That's all. You think you think that's why Drew Timmy stayed in college one more year because he knows there's no NBA future, so he just wants to dunk on future plumbers for another year? Absolutely. He he's gonna I make would. more money in college. Like Drew Timmy staying is smart. That's smart. Yeah. I think he is a good college player. Drew Timmy is a legitimately good college player offensively. Offensive. I mean, I've only seen him play in like four games against teams that <laughs> names I know, and he hasn't he been Mary's. too hot in those. <laughs> yeah, I, I stayed up late to watch him play against St. Mary's, and they got shit on a yep. conference game. Yep. So yeah. that's what it is. I would be extremely happy with either Jabari Smith or Paulo Bancaro. Um, mm-hmm. Or if things go completely wacky, take Keegan Murray from Iowa. That's fine. He's a big body, okay. versatile player. Um, do you have any other questions about the Rockets before we get out of here? Um, did you know that I used to work with Mike D'Antoni's son and we played beer pong on the same team for like three parties in a row once? Without without dropping a, like a name or anything, I guess people could go look up who Mike I mean, his name is Mike. You probably could have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we we used to work together he he honestly is like the nicest i i hung out with him like five times before i knew his dad was the coach of the rockets i even asked him what his dad does he said he's in sports (laughs) but like he looks he looks just like him mike i don't think you're ever gonna listen to this but no this is all from a place of love uh it looks just like him Oh. And I even asked him where he grew up. I asked him where he grew up, and he said New York. <laughs> he said I bounced around, but I grew up mostly in New York. That's great. I love it. Um, um, what do I think about Furman? What's it? What's his name? The owner? Furman Tortilla. Yes, Furman. Furman Tortilla. Furman Tortilla. <laughs> you mean Furman Tortilla, Evan? Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> Okay, Furman Tortilla is definitely the uh, name of the episode, that's for sure. Uh, how do you feel about him? Uh, big yeah, time what, what, scumbag that has regrettably made a couple smart decisions in the last six months to a year. Okay, I'll tell you this yeah, much. Big scumbag. He's made, a pretty good, he's made a couple good restaurants, too. I've been, uh, uh, they're fine. I've eaten at this place called McCormick and Schmicks twice fine. now. It's, it's whatever. It's the one whatever. in the Inner Harbor in Baltimore is pretty damn good. You go to Chili's on game day. Or yeah, watch whatever. So I yeah, and you watch games without skillet queso. Who's the real loser here, Matt? I suppose. <laughs> Not always. Sometimes I. Yeah, I think I got a UTI there once.